Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on! Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Oh, we made it to another Friday Live. It's pretty exciting. Uh, thanks to yes, Centris. Uh, Facebook, in, in YouTube, and Twitter, we're live. If you're listening to the audio, make sure you uh, listen or watch us on Friday mornings around 9.17-ish. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just looking, I'm looking at some of the headlines. We've got a few stories to touch on. Of course, John Carroll is with us. Hi, Johnny. Every Friday. Yay. New hat. Again, another hat. Different hat. It is. Very nice. So what is this hat about? Um, it's just something I found on the rack. Mm. So like camo? Over there. Very is camo-y. it yours? Um, no, it's Chad's. He, he, Chad is a big thrifter. He loves to go to Goodwill and he's really good at it. So he's good Chad hunting at Goodwill and, <laughs> good Chad he, hunting. <laughs> and, uh, he does, he, he just, cause you know, he worked in uh retail forever, you know, and it was just more like he had it was a like the uh, buckle, wasn't not the buckle. No, the post and nickel. Post yeah. And nickel, 130 yeah. seconds in center. Yep, the post and nickel. Everybody raise your hand that remembers post and nickel. God, don't you hate yeah. that intersection now? It doesn't look like anything. I mean, the yeah. from the grocery store on the southwest corner to the post and nickel. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole all four sides. It all just, four, like yeah, all four corners. Just all wasn't there, changed up. Wasn't there Valentino's was on the northwest or northeast side, and then they moved it over mm-hmm. to a little to-go store on the other side, yep. right? Yep. I love um, that place. And then there's those stores like behind it that just always change their name like yeah you know every three months yeah. you'd be like wait a minute there used to be a target here or there used to be a yeah, now it's a, store at here. home and then a Richard right. Gordon yeah next yeah. to your home and yeah next to your, your home, home. <laughs> <laughs> it changed it has changed so much i just thought liz just dropped into and she's waving uh Hi, nikki says i remember that story i forgot about that yeah post and nickel yeah. that was like that was the place for the boys to go Mm-hmm. Yes. The pants like, are super expensive, though, dude. Literally, like, hey, mm-hmm. come get this cool, cute little t shirt that you can get at Target for $12, but mm-hmm. here it's $212. Yes. Because you have a personal shopper there. Right. Yeah. And, right. and yes, and it just happened to be next to the boss shirt. So, you know, it, it was just a little like, you got a little cross pollination of class, I guess. <laughs> cross pollination <laughs> of class. That's actually but that's the where I, podcast. That's where Chatty and I met. Was the did you really? How long did he work there? Oh gosh, Chad worked there for I'm gonna say like 17 years or something wow. off and on. So he had a regular gig and then he just worked part-time there because he loved clothes. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for years we would go through boxes and he'd have some, you know, basically he would spend all his post and money, you know, post and nickel money on post and nickel clothes. And you know, we'd have stuff with price tags on it like 10 years later that <laughs> well, you know, we just held on to because then it circled back around and became in fashion again. I think it's funny that he went from Mr. Snobby Post and Nickel Guy 
to to the goat farmer that he is. Um, (laughs) right. I mean, he has no problem dressing down, dressing well, dressing down. No. And and then he wants to wear his goat clothes. Just like, like he's gotten to the point now where it's just one uniform, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all purposes. And I'm like, no, you can't wear that to the restaurant. (laughs) I can smell you two miles away. Like it's normal to you now smell like a garbage truck <laughs> dead goat, and dead fish so i was that and what you just said i can't ask my question now i was going to ask you who do you think is what do you think's hotter a post nickel chad or goat chad but i think you just oh, answered that question chad by far oh goat chad goat is chad. even though he smells oh, like a garbage truck far. oh okay yeah. okay yeah because yeah, he's totally just like in his element now i mean i mean it's what's cool though is then Goat Chad shows up looking like a hillbilly and is rummaging through the Goodwill racks and then, you know, Armani and uh, <laughs> Ted Baker. And he's like, you know, know that's OK. That's key when you're at the at Goodwill or any thrift store. Yes. Is understanding fashion. Oh, and he does. There are so many treasures that people throw away and they yeah. didn't even realize. He can still like when somebody's like wearing something, he, I'm amazed at he'll be able to go, oh, that's so and so. And then they'll go they'll have to look sometimes themselves and go, you're right. You're right. Um, so he is like, he's a really good will, good buddy. Like if you're like wanting to like, you know, he, he can go in that whole store and spend a half hour, 45 minutes and he'll come out with something that probably costs 200 bucks. Yeah. And he's got it like down to like a science. So, I mean, he just recently, I mean, I think got like four sports coats and they fit me perfect. Oh I just have God. one that I just, he got, or it's like uh like a periwinkle blue and it's just ah. a cotton awesome like jacket and put it on. I don't have to take it to the tailor, nothing. And two shirts and all um, designer labels. And he got all three of them for like $9. That's <laughs> just awesome. insane. But yeah. But he said he's noticed though, that um, the clientele has definitely shifted and the millennials are really like there is competition out there now because they oh, have man. figured out the the thrift. My daughter and her friends go there every weekend as well. Every weekend I'm they gonna go. You're going to see a lot more people that haven't darkened the doorstep of thrift stores. I have a feeling in the next few months of all ages, yes. you know, that are going to be thinking, okay. Mm, you know, not only am I donating some stuff, but I'm gonna stick around and go through your stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, who cares? People are flipping tennis shoes that they wore for a year and making money on them. So people wearing yeah. used or somebody else's clothes is like that whole. Nah, it's like yeah, they don't stigma. care anymore. Stigma. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's like gone. And I mean, I have because one, I'm not a shopper. I don't enjoy it. I, 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 whatever line I was supposed to get in when I got my gay card, I got did not get in that line. And <laughs> I'm so bad. Like if I find a shirt that I like, then I get four of them in different colors. Yes, I do, and that. I do that. Yeah, me too. Is that wrong? No, is that that's wrong? What, no, that's what guys and that's it's what guys. Efficient. It's efficient and it's smart because if you love it, why would you make? Oh, only buy one, and if something happens to it, you're screwed. That's right. Right, right? John. No, that's, that's, a, right. that's a good line to get in. I mean, it's so bad though. Like, what a creature of habit I am, fashion-wise. A couple years ago, my entire staff dressed up like me, um, and I didn't even like know it for like an hour and a half, and and I was in the uh, conference room, and I was working in a corner. It was something I was doing, and a couple of them were just kind of standing there, kind of just you know doing that. And I just thought they were conversing, and I kind of looked through the window and. And, and the moment I re- I screamed, <laughs> like, ah! it, was like, it was like a horror movie. <laughs> like, 
that how I look every day? And they were they because I had this. I'm a creature habit, so I had this thing where I was wearing like khakis, colored khakis, a plaid shirt, and my gray sweater. And in my old, I call it my old man sweater. And Chad started the whole old man sweater thing, you know, way before I did. And then I just kind of adopted it and and basically adopted his sweaters. And so it would just be my uniform. And so now I have a new one. I dress like Ellen DeGeneres. I've got jeans and tennis shoes and a sports coat and look like a bearded lesbian. So there you go. That's awesome. You always got to have that side gig That's if it. you need hey, it. Yeah. But I'm not mean to my staff. There you go. That's good. <laughs> Very good. I was going to say, Katie just popped in and uh, lots of lols. Uh, she has every item of clothing that she likes. She buys in all the colors. And and I'm right there with you. Once you find something, you're like, oh, I like this. I'm going to go get some more. Get them yep. now before yep. they're gone because then they're That's gone. Right. Yep. And I, I, mean, I even get some of the same color, too, for backup. I have some, some yeah. of my favorite sweatshirts oh, have absolutely. and pants. Yeah. I've got four I have a pairs couple of, of those. It makes yeah, sense. That I. Because like you said, if it gets dry, I had one shirt and one day, I, I don't know if I like got hulky, but or whatever, but you know, I just kind of moved my arms or, you know, maybe put on a little weight. Um. But I did this and it ripped during the scene, but I liked it anyway. I decided to wear it and then pretend it just ripped that moment when somebody pointed it out. Oh, oh of course. That is oh, love. I just done oh my that. God, I have a hole back there. Dang it. I'm like, yes, I told you that three months ago. Yeah, no, you, you idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. So I know uh, a couple of new or, stories. Or I one other thing yeah. I'm really bad at is I will not. It's this the ADD Gemini in me. I will, I'm like a little kid. I won't change my clothes from work. I'll go for my work work and then I go outside and do chores and do all that. Oh. So two weeks in a row, I was working like near the same fence with my little colored khakis <laughs> bent over and my badunka dunk got caught on uh, a fence and I have the exact same tear in two different work pants. John. And Chad gets so mad. I'm like, well, now they're farm pants. Now they're farm so. pants. Expensive farm pants. Right. Yeah. What, oh my God. Would you say cute little do a docker, whatever fun farm yeah, pants? Right. One was mint green. Okay. And the other one was kind of burgundy. Yeah. Beth has those. She calls them her fun pants. So you have fun pants. I have fun pants. Yeah. Those are real expensive. <laughs> Uh, fun pants. Uh, right. uh, when you start doing that, you got to change out. I can't wait to get out of work clothes. Cannot wait to get out of work clothes. If I'm dressed up for something, it's like for work. If it's just a regular day, it's pretty much yeah. what I got on right now. It's tank top. It's a t-shirt, whatever. I can stay that way. But if it's work clothes, yeah. And yeah. Jillian she says, no, the work, <laughs> the work clothes come off five minutes after being home. Yoga <laughs> pants have to earn their keep. Mm -hmm. That's right. Couch pants. Our couch. Remember, we talked about yes. couch pants. Oh, yeah. to, sometimes we just don't put yeah. the pants on once you get undressed from work. And yeah. you just, but you got to yeah. have couch pants nearby in case somebody comes to the door. Well, and I've turned in like into like Hugh Hefner because now when I come out of my work clothes, <laughs> I put on pajamas. Oh, man. And, and I love wearing my pajamas. I've definitely gotten older. I know that. And, and then I just walk around in my little flannel pajamas. Do you, you have know, slippers? Like, I have slippers. Yep. Okay. I've gone through this phase. I wear slippers um, and pajamas. Do you have like, I went through this phase trying to find slippers that, cause I, I like slippers, but generally they have no, um, 
uh, what I want to say, fo- form to them. Like they don't really give you much support as far as uh-huh. you can't, you, you can't walk out the door in them. Right. Uh, and so I finally found some slippers that are super comfortable. They give you a little support to your for foot, but they also have soles on them that you yes, can walk outside. Yes, that's my slippers. I have Ugg slippers and they're all leather with all the Ugg stuff in the, in the middle. So they're super comfortable. They used to be Chad's. I just absconded with them. them. <laughs> and that's the cool thing about like when you're like in a same sex relationship mm-hmm. and you have basically the same, where well, we have the same shoe size. My feet are a little bit more Barney Rubble than his, so mine are wider. <laughs> and but um, I makes the cargo fast. Clothes sizes are a little bit different because he's just a little string bean nowadays. I, but I, shoe but, size are the same size, which gets nice. him really mad because I'm really hard on shoes because I will go out to the garden with my Donald Pliners on and start weeding because I'm an ADD Gemini boy, and he just drives him nuts. Drives so him then. Nuts. I, I mean, literally, I was into deposition one day and I felt something like fall and land on my other shoe. And I looked down and it was like a pile of turkey poop with straw in it. So I had to, and I'm in like some like high powered attorney's office. So I had to like quietly go grab the Kleenex, reach down and oh pick up the wad of turkey poop with hay all in bed and, and try to do it all very casually. Like this just did not no happen. Big deal. No big deal. Right. Kind of reminds me of that story of, uh, Pat, when you went to see Tom Osborne. Oh, yeah. To track cat poop all over his pearl white carpet in his office. Right oh, my gosh. Right after they won the first national championship in 95 or whatever. And we went down there to interview him. I was Rocket's producer, took all the equipment down there. And I was living with my parents still at the time. And, you know, and I, the whole way to Lincoln, I'm like, God, my shoes are just, I need to get new shoes. They're terrible. They stink. I'd showered and I got the equipment and walking in with our, our uh, engineer Allen was with me and as I'm walking in I'm squatting down I'm like putting the equipment down man I get hopefully coach doesn't smell these shoes they're terrible and then I uh, look I walk out and I come back in with another trip and I see a little black or brownish kind of prints on his white it's like a red N with white around it yeah it's cat poop oh my god mortified more absolutely mortified so speaking of like those kinds of shoes so many years ago those kinds of shoes are you talking about poop shoes or what well like well it's so you know uh jt you know was friends with my dad and my dad was a tennis coach at miller north and he golfed but and my tennis coach he had all these like white tennis shoes but many of them he would just wear without like socks so i was living in california at the time and my mom and sister were calling me and was like you know saying dad smells like you know like smells really bad and anyway it ended up morphing into this whole thing where they thought that it was like a biologic process. So he actually ended up going to a doctor to get worked up because they thought it was like coming out of his skin and maybe he had some weird cancer or whatever it was. No, it was his tennis shoes that were so rank that they were, it was wafting up like oh, all over like him. Like a 12-year-old boy. Right. And it was, I can't remember if it was my mom, my sister that actually figured it out that it was his, his like white Converse tennis shoes that had bred a new... <laughs> species of bacteria Gross. and fungi and, like, <laughs> and they spent money trying to figure out whether or not he had some weird disorder <laughs> he just needed a pair of socks <laughs> and to wear socks i hate that smell of feet we've worked with people in the past that their feet were just they the smell comes in before they do in the room right. and it's that that just smell it's awful yeah yeah. I was that kid. I used to wear my running. Sh- I was a runner, so I'd wear running shoes with no socks, and yeah, it was, it was like 
gagging and I couldn't, I was used to it. So I never could smell it. And they would, I'd have to leave right. my shoes outside. That was like the rule. I could not bring them into the house because it would it's, be like moldy so cheese. Ew. Yeah. Well, it's that way. It's that way for, you know, for, I'm surprised the family doesn't get nose blind to it as well. I mean, honestly, right. you've got kids and you've got stuff going, you just kind of get nose blind. And when you have pets, it's the same thing. You yeah. don't really notice. Right. And your breath is bad dog. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, geez, you know, you walk in, <laughs> whoa, you know, but anybody else walks in and they're like, dang, I am two goats past normal. <laughs> nice coffee mug. <laughs> That is awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, let's see. What else do I have? What else was on the list well, of things? We were going to have John tell his story about the Survivor, the finale. Well, you know what? And that's, that's a good time to do that because we just had another Survivor wrap up, didn't we? Yes, we did this week. Um, was that season 42? It was season 42. And the most amazing thing about it. So, there is a... Um, young um, African-American woman, young black woman that was on there. I think she was the youngest player on the season. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, just super like um, smiley, happy, bubbly, like, and you know, and early part of the game, I think that was probably really endearing. And then when you get to the middle part of the game, I'm sure it was grating because um, just nonstop, you know, Jabber John, all this other stuff. Well, what was amazing about it is the entire thing that she was doing, you know, partly was true, but a large part of it was kind of a ruse. Um, and she ended up towards the end when there was like seven left, started making these like brilliant, calculated, strategic moves. It was like a work of art. And she got to the final tribal council, made her way there, had a hidden immunity idol that nobody knew about, never had to use. And she pulled it out during her final speech to show them. It, I told Chad, it was like algebra when she was explaining everything that she did. And it was the first time I think I ever saw the jury literally go <gasps> like, it was like, a, like, remember like in the yeah. sixth sense with Bruce Willis in that moment, it was like that. Cause everybody just thought she was just this bubbly, annoying little just sister. Just got lucky. And she had, the plan and when she spelled it out for everybody what her last moves were in those like last five people and how she did this that and the other and then she pulled this thing out of her pocket and you know basically kept the only secret because every person that had an, an advantage an idol spilled the beans and yeah. then they got voted out because they yeah. told somebody that they had that advantage she never did and nobody ever knew and so she pulled that thing out at the most perfect moment during tribal council that it just, she ended up winning uh, seven out of the eight votes on the jury. But the most amazing part of that whole story is that it was on the 20th anniversary of Vesepia's win, who was the only other black winner. Ooh, that's that's so crazy. Black woman or has well, it just- oh, Vesepia was first black winner and the only black female winner. There were four black men that's what I was gonna say. in between. So but black women, she's so married. Not another black woman, woman had won since Vesepia. It took 20 years, 20 years. for to that day. to happen. And this young woman did it and did it like a master class of, okay. of what you'd want it to be. Which is fantastic because you think, okay, they don't. there's no way they can have any more surprises after 42 seasons. There's no way right. anybody can do this a different way. And now they've just proven, yes, they can. Yes. Um, now explain, if you will, John, explain for the audience. <clears throat> exactly what goes down for the other contestants who did not become the million dollar winner at the final tribal council that is televised live as it happens. Right. Um, do you, so, just take us, take us through yes. the motions of what so, happened when you were there. So you can imagine 20 years ago, I had my little brush with fame and celebrity and I'm on, you know, uh, you know, one of the top, you know, what a top five 
television show back mm-hmm. in 2002. Millions 29, 29 million people watched our show, an average of 29 million. We beat friends in total numbers of viewers, and we were always competing with them on Thursday nights is when Survivor was still on Thursday before they moved it to, to Wednesday. And so, um, and then on top of it, we were the back to the beach because we were supposed to go to Jordan, but because of 9-11, they had to move it from Jordan and they were scrambling for a new location and they ended up at Marquesas and they credit our season um, with there was concern about would survivor like be able to last because Africa was a landlocked season mm-hmm. and they had parasites and it was just kind of bad. And so they called it back to the beach and they've never really left the beach. They've been, you know, some water locations with like lakes, but mainly they've been on the ocean ever since. So there was just a lot of expectation with our season. And of course, nine 11, you know, we, everything got delayed with what we were doing. Many of us didn't even know if we wanted to go play because of just everything that happened. Um, but so then once we did, you know, th- we gave birth to Boston Rob and there were so many great aspects of what happened in our season. We, you know, ended up choosing um, the first African-American winner and, you know, and the first black female to win, which held up for 20 years. And so, you know, big, big season. And then we get to the finale night and they do it in Central Park and Rosie O'Donnell hosted. It's the only one like that. It went back after that. They went back to um, Jeff Probst doing it. We all got cars. I mean, we were feted like real celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then they throw this huge cast party, you know, and you're just like, you know, great. You're dancing. It's open bar, food, you know, the whole thing. You're at this swanky New York City club and like everything is just going and and, you know, champagne. And I mean, they just treat you just like, you know, just royalty. And and so then, um, you know, and so the bar, clo- you know, the restaurant closes, the bar closes. And so we go outside. We're not even sure where in New York we are. And can, and, I, can I just say, I'm going to interrupt you. This yep. was after this was after the tribal council. You knew Vesepia won. Yep. And so you guys are out partying the cast party. There it is. Fantastic. And, and the clock strikes 12. Yep, strike 12. We go outside. We're thinking our limousines are like out there just waiting for us to take us back to the hotel. And we go outside and there's nothing. Crickets. Like the season is done and they are done with us. <laughs> and we are no longer celebrities. We are just drunk white people. <laughs> confused. Newly, newly outed though i do believe john yeah, yeah yeah freshly outed you know all sassy and all like spiked up with fame and <laughs> spiked punch and just spiked thinking we're like fame. you know cameras will be out there for us and people wanting our autograph and yeah. you know, the whole nine yards and we're in a dark alley in new york at like three o'clock in the morning and there's no uber like there's <laughs> no such thing as uber at that time, I don't even know if we had cell phones that really like work because I didn't have one. And we're all standing out there like a bunch of like baby chickens in the middle of a fox yard and just like <laughs> pray. You're prey. And we have no idea where we are. Like literally have no idea like where we are. Like it is like over. Like, I mean, it is like done, done done and <laughs> and it was like done i mean that was it like how they did were, you guys get home how did you did you guys end up you know, it i think we eventually like what well, we walked and then i think what happened is we sort of kind of figured out where we were and then we were like let's figure out how to hail a cab and so we're all like you know 
Well, how many, little, for how many a of, group them? of people traveling around like a little pack? We're all afraid we're going to get mugged because, you know, we're not really familiar with New York. Well, I was going to say, how many was it? It was their first time in New York City. Oh, I think almost all of us were. That'd it was be like, terrifying. Yeah. Like it would have been my second time because I was there when I got voted out, but that was all very, you know, mm -hmm. like very tight. And, and I was still part of the show. So mm -hmm. you had a driver, you know, they picked you up, they took you. I mean, everything was taken care of. Why but, wouldn't like, they just take you back to the hotel? Right. <laughs> just wrap a nice little nothing. bow on it. Nice little bow. No, no rides, no nothing. Like it, it felt like the walk of shame after a one night stand. Like <laughs> you're carrying you're, your heels. <laughs> You know, it's not like I've had a few of those in my life, but, um, <laughs> you know, where you got your shoes in one hand and your underwears in your pocket oh and you're God. like, where am I? Like, I mean, <laughs> underwears in your pocket. <laughs> I'll have to remember to tell you, remember that story about <laughs> climbing the palm tree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's gotta be next week's story. We, so we gotta, every week we gotta have a different John Carroll experience story as part of our episode. So we'll we'll do the pop. We're still we're still waiting for the first day of boot camp. We're gonna have to hold that one. Yeah, so hold that. Good. So let me just wrap up the like the survival yes, wrap thing. Up the so okay. do you remember a couple of years later, you sent me out to be a correspondent, and you guys gave me the mm -hmm. little thing to like interview people. Yes. So two years later, two seasons later, is Survivor Amazon, and they had the first deaf uh, player and uh, Christy. <sighs> <laughs> Do you remember this? So I am liquored oh up. Oh my gosh. I mean, straight. I hope, Pat, that you could find this somewhere in some archive. So just liquored up. And I go up with my little thing, and I'm and Christy's there, and a person is, you know, signing for her. And and but she can read lips. And um, and so I'm all drunk. And I literally walk up to her. I'm like, can you say something for our deaf listeners? <laughs> And she said, what? Like, what? But she signed what? And her, her interpreter signed, what did you say? And I was like, and I repeated it. Oh, <laughs> my God. And then I realized in slow motion, my dad, and we all died laughing because she tell I was totally toast. Oh it was gosh. one of the funniest things that I ever happened. I forgot about she that. She died. I died. I was like, I wanted a hole to open up and just suck me into the universe. It was <laughs> so funny. That's what we pay you for, Johnny. This <laughs> That's is right. For, right here. This is it. You're going to be back next week. You guys, Liz is dying laughing. And also Laura said the peacock is killing me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got to roll, but uh, we will be back next Friday with yes. another Survivor John. Yes. <laughs> or John Carroll experience to bring us in. <laughs> Thanks, buddy, for joining us. Yes, it was fun. Happy holiday, everybody. And uh, this Memorial Day weekend, I will to be taking a moment myself to um, be in solidarity with the families down in Uvalde and all the other families that have been lost to gun violence. So I hope everybody has the time to a few minutes to reflect, you know, on that. And um, absolutely. Very good, guys. Have a so, great weekend. Enjoy your families. Thanks, right? guys. Yes. Um, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hopefully you're watching us. If not, um, make sure you watch us next week. Otherwise, download our podcast wherever you can. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Pat and JT podcast, a Huda Media Production.